Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. And with me, it's of course Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm really good. But you know what? The news of the of the of the week of the last two weeks it was that. Hey everybody, it's uh, Chris Froome here, and I'm really happy to announce that I'm going to be riding in the Melbourne to Warrnambool Classic. It's a, it's a very historic event, one of the, the oldest cycling events that that exists actually, and it's also one of the longest cycling events that, that exists, uh, almost 270 kilometers in length. It's a massive day out on the bike and uh, over over seven hours of racing. It, it was a great opportunity for me to, to add this race in and um, and get that, get that racing in the legs before I head over to Europe. For me, rode the warning. That sounds, that sounds, that rolls well on the tongue. For it's, me, rode the warning. It's insane. It's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kino and I were chatting about it sort of leading in because we obviously commentated the stream. Tell me any other seven-time Grand Tour winner mm-hmm. that would ride the Melbourne to Warrnambool. Yeah. Well, there isn't. There isn't one. We know it. He's the highest profile cyclist ever to race in the Melbourne to Warrnambool. 1895, I think, was the first. Yeah. Just shows the class of Chris Froome and how grounded he is. Yeah. It's quite phenomenal that, you know, and the way he spoke about the race, post-race and pre-race. What a legend. Hey, let's listen to him. I came here, came here looking for a hard training ride, and that's uh, that's exactly what I got. Um, finished completely cross-eyed over the finish line there. Um, yeah, what a day! That was an amazing, amazing race, amazing event. Uh, very well organised, um, great racing. Uh, didn't really expect such a big group to go early on. Everyone told me to be conservative in the first sort of 100, 150 k's. But it seemed as if that was the race over in the first 20. Uh, a group of 20 guys went up the road with all the teams represented. So behind, uh, there wasn't really much of a chase going on. Um, but once we came up to the coast after about 200 k's, I think six of us got off the front of the peloton and started bridging that gap. But t- two of us then uh, broke clear of that and... Uh, we never never made it back to the front, but big day out and big chase to try and get there. So congrats to whoever came over the line first. I didn't actually get to see that far ahead, but uh, yeah, that was a that was a great event. Absolutely awesome. It was Tristan Saunders who ended up taking the win solo. But Chris, uh, did it feel like this strong boy? Yeah, strong boy indeed. Did it feel like uh, yeah, racing one out on your own? Um, just a bit different to how you usually race in the World Tour. No teammates, just you and the race. Yeah, definitely, definitely very different to the the World Tour. <laughs> Takes me back almost to my under twenty three days, but um, yeah, great fun and a big solid day out on the bike. 
some of the riders you were chopping off with after that 200k mark, I think they're going to have a pretty nice uh, Strava title chopping off with Froome. You, you ended up making a bit of ground on the leaders, though. Oh, I think, yeah, probably made a bit of ground. Those guys would have been out, out in front for 200-odd K, so I think uh, everyone, I don't think anyone had got an easy ride today. Pretty good, but not bad for a man with no warm-up straight off the plane. Thanks for coming, Chris. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's good fun. So there was uh, Chris from uh, straight after the race. Uh, you, 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 you mentioned just before we played this interview, he's got a certain humility about him. He's yeah. Got, he's got, I mean, I... I who doesn't like Chris Froome just for that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, no, he is. He's. I've always said he's a gentleman, and you know, in his even in his prime, winning the tours, and you know, you'd, you'd mm. interview him each day um, backstage or post post podium, I should say, and always a gentleman, all that sort of stuff, um, and he just shows it even more. And it's uh, there's probably a little bit. I think now he's ticking boxes. Yeah. A little bit. Do you think he had the the one on his boxes, or is it no? Because he said I think he it was says, convenient. He yeah. was here and he went, "Hey, I'm here. This is." He cool. said, he I'll said do in it. his interview that was very convenient to just have a big ride, a big training ride. He was never going to try to win it. I mean, he would have won it if he, he could. Twelfth. Yeah, no. He he, <laughs> he, gave, he gave it a crack. He gave it but, a crack. But that was never on his no plan mm. uh, before the before the the, the preseason. Um, but yeah, he he gave it a crack and and. We have to remember the history this race has. It's the second oldest race in the world, I think, after Lies Barcelona. Yes, years? second oldest road race. Yeah. Third oldest, I think, in general. The, the Austral actually is the oldest. Yeah, true. true, uh, true. The track, obviously, mm-hmm. the track race uh, handicap in that's always staged in Melbourne. But yeah, it's no, no, very cool. And you, you heard how he got there. They flew him. Karen Jones flew him from. Bright, Karen Jones is obviously the organiser mm-hmm. of the Melbourne Warner Bull. He was in Bright, said, I'll do it, but you've got to get me from Bright. It was actually pretty average weather. So the flight was delayed. Okay. So they got in there slightly late. So they put the start back 10 minutes. Okay. Fair call. Yeah. When you got someone like Chris Froome mm-hmm. coming. He had to get changed in the plane. I think it was like a three-seat Cessna. <laughs> I mean, thank God he made it actually in one piece. <laughs> they landed. They had a car at the end of the runway. He jumped in the car. Last minute, you know preparation, <laughs> drove him the two, three kilometres back to the start line yeah. because it did start at Aval- Avalon, Avalon yeah, Air- yeah. Airport. And then off he went. And then I think he flew back to Bright at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the lifestyle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. but uh, talk to us about this race as well because you, you commentated with Kino and, and Gracie on this race. And there's a certain glamour, if we can say, around this race because there's, uh, we mentioned the history and so on, but we've been broadcasting this for, for now for a few years. A few years, yeah. Uh, and, and we... There's a, there's a national support around that race. It's kind of the last one of the of the summer of cycling. It sort of closes yes. the summer of cycling, but it's such an important race. It is an important race, and it's an important race. I think first and foremost, the historical aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. It's got this amazing history, and uh, that goes back to 1895. It's it's quite incredible. I mean, you know, 1895. Yeah, Hubert Opperman, Mockridge, <laughs> all of the all of the stars. Mm-hmm. Ha- have raced in this race throughout the generations. Uh, they've all done it, um, and and a lot of them have won it. Um, so it's got that, including yourself, by the way. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> much. Yeah, I will take 2001? that. Two thousand and one. Yes, two thousand and one. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, Simon Gerrans has won it in, mm-hmm. in you know the more recent sort of. Um, but he won it. He won it quite a few years ago. In okay. fact, before he was pro, I think. But yeah, the historical aspect and what's happened in the last two, three years, probably only three editions now, I think the women have got their own. Yeah. It's not Melbourne to Warnable 
that yes, it's a shorter distance, but it's a race they're happy with, and it's a race they're, they're happy with because it's a standalone event. The women could race with the men um, up until three mm-hmm. years ago. Matilda Reynolds won yeah. the first two editions where she was allowed, or where women were allowed to race with the men. But women were racing. Um, a few that I raced, uh, Anna Wilson, who won two World Cups and someone I know well, she and, and Liz uh, T- Taylor, formerly Liz yep. Tadich, they both raced it. Liz Taylor is now the race. Uh, she's the race director, Karen Jones, race organiser. But it's got, yeah, it needs to survive. It's surviving at the moment. And now it needs to thrive. It yep. needs to thrive and go back to the glory days. Yep. Um, and I, I think it can. Um, but anyway, look, it was good that it, it was on and I should mention the two winners, Tristan Saunders for Team Bridge Lane, 22 years of age and Sophie Edwards. A solo win as well. A solo win. He went, he went yes. and, and went on his own. He went long. He uh, went, yeah, like long in terms of, uh, I think it was the last 30 yeah. kilometres, 20 kilometres and Sophie Edwards won in a sprint finish in the women's. She's also 22 years of age. So it's this new guard of domestic cycling, mm-hmm. we're seeing the new talent come through. So it was pretty cool. So you mentioned domestic cycling, but this, and we just said, it sort of closes the the, the summer of cycling. But what a year we had uh, when we look back of, of what a January we had. I mean, yeah. it, it was a full, you've been a busy man. <laughs> yeah, it was a good, uh, yeah. I mean, look, the only thing missing is the Herald Sun Tour. Yes. Which, if I'll just touch on that briefly, I think it's in trouble. Do you think so? I think so. And that's a real shame as well, because it is Australia's oldest stage race. Um, it's up there in years as well. It's mm-hmm. up to about 70-odd years, I think, somewhere around that. It's in trouble, and that, that is another discussion. So I won't delve into that too much. But um, that was the only race it wasn't on. Obviously, Tour Down Under, both men and women at World Tour level back to back, back to normal. And, that was, and the crowds were back as well, which was great. Mm-hmm. It's a really slick event. They do such a great job. And uh, Grace Brown won the women. Yep. And Jay Vine, two Aussies. Yeah. So Jay Vine's kick-started his new um, season with new team UAE yeah, in a new outfit. really well. And Grace Brown as how, well. I mean, actually, uh, taking a second here on Jay Vine, yeah. how important is this for someone like Jay Vine that switch? It was a bit of a surprise, the switch, for everyone in, in the business. He, yeah, he's done yeah, so switching well with teams. switching teams. Yeah. How important is him for him for him to bring he's not bringing a national jersey but he's bringing a win at the world tour level how mm. important is that for a UAE team well he is bringing a national jersey with the time trial yeah true yeah, true. yeah so true. he's bringing true. a TT but yeah look it is it's not in the scheme of things where his plans are for the year no of it course. didn't matter but gee a win's a win and it's pretty good for morale and it's not bad to go back to your boss and say, hey, I've already hit some KPIs, yeah. isn't it? In any business, so that's where I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah, so no, no, it's all good for Jay. And look, the Giro is on his hit list this year. Yep. And look, plenty of so-called experts are saying he can ride a Grand Tour and ride it well. No, but he's, he nearly done it in a uh, in Spain. I mean, yeah, he, he could have done it if he if he didn't crash he, out. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, look, no, he's he started the year off really well. Um, and I think another little special mention, Spratty is back. Yeah. She looks like she's back to her best or close to it, Amanda Spratt, after a uh, couple of rough years. Mm-hmm. Like um, she had injury. Injury, and, yeah. you know, pretty major operation to fix her, her artery. Um, so she's, but she's back. But she she finished well. second of the, the Cadells? Yes, second so, second at Tour Down Under. Yeah. Second at Cadells to Luce Hardegast, same team as yep. Grace Brown. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she was, she was a little <laughs> bit, oh, she was, yeah. She won't mind me saying she she was obviously disappointed at Cadells. You would, you yeah, would. yeah. 
She, but Los Artigues, uh, we don't know much about it. What I do know, once they went clear at the Cadell's race, I have to say, I thought Artigues is going to get the better of Spratty. Yeah. She looked, she looked um, like a cat ready to pounce. Okay. And not that Spratty doesn't know how to race. She does. She's super smart. But I thought this Artigues, she's not silly. And she was gluing herself to Spratty's wheel. And then she got the better of her in the yeah. sprint. Um, but yeah, good to see Spratty back. And I'm not sure if we talked about the national champs, but Luke Platt back to back two yep. years in a row, and Brady Chapman as well uh, winning for on Spratty's team. But of it, it's good. It's good for for Luke Platt as well because back to back that also means he's never almost nearly worn the Ineos normal jersey. He hasn't. So. <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah, he's he, won the national champion yeah, jersey that's at right. Ineos. That's it. Same he's with not, the bike, special white bike. Yeah, exactly. That's what he said. He said, "Oh well, it'd be nice to <laughs> stick with the same color bike." So no, Platt, he, he's a fave of mine. He's um. He's very bubbly, and yep. look, he, he's great for media. Oh, he's, he, he he's really awesome is. For he's media. a natural. He's he's natural talent. Hopefully, um, I'll be well and truly retired by the time he wants to come in because I think he'll yeah he'll come in and just sweep the floor with a few of the older guard. He's no, nah, he he's really good talent, and obviously on and off the bike. So um, good to see um, Plappy in good form. Yeah. Uh, on the calendar of the of the whole year, how important is that summer of cycling? Because it's it start it starts is is the is the buffer between uh, the end of the season and new season. Not yeah. ev- not everybody from the World Tour is here yeah. uh, or coming down here. But how important is it for teams like uh, uh, the Australian team? You know, when you when you go uh, Jayco Alula, yeah. uh, how important is this for them to score points here? I mean, f- from what I understand and what I've read. It's important for them to score now because they get a better placing later on in the plot in, in the convoy. Cars, in the yeah, convoy. a few years ago, look, I'm not sure if it's tweaked so, um, slightly, but a few years ago it was super important because effectively the next World Tour race or close to it was Milan San Remo, yeah. the first monument. Now, Milan San Remo, you don't want to be 20th car <laughs> actually in any of those. Yeah. And f- probably Flanders even worse because because it's such a you know the, the way the course is designed. So yeah, it was super important for teams to have uh, to be leading or be close to leading the World Tour when they got back to Europe. I think there's still that importance, mm-hmm. absolutely, in terms of World Tour whether it's leading it in March. But gee, it's good to kick start the year. So it's important in that respect to the World Tour teams, and then it's important to the young Aussies. It's important to the young Aussie men and women. Probably even more so the women because there's less opportunities for the young women. They're becoming more and more, mm-hmm. but there's still less than the men. So for the young Aussie women to show themselves on home soil, particularly at Tour Down Under, yep. and now that it's a world tour, it's really important you know, and, to, and to, is, to get our, our new talent coming Yeah, and through. this is where I think we should give a big shout out to uh, uh, our good friend Pacho and the Bridgeland uh, mm. women's team as well because yeah. they came out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, they came out of a team that was basically folding and we can say that they've had a great summer. They've yeah. shown that jersey a lot. Yeah, they have. They have. But um, look, I've been spruiking him all January. I'm sick mm. of it. So let's just move on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I've hardly seen him. <laughs> no, look, he's, he's super proud and he, so he should be. He's done an awesome job. And there's there's more. There's another dimension yeah. to Pat Shaw, you know, and even I've realised this, and you and I both know him quite well, yeah. but there's this other dimension to him. I'm daring to say he matured. Yeah, he's and matured. And it's not the, it's not, is it the moustache? He'd be laughing is his it head the, off. I don't is know. it the moustache? <laughs> no, he cares. He yeah, really cares. Absolutely. He cares about the athletes. And, uh, yeah, no, he's doing a good job. Yeah. So good on him. We Abs- need more of him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's talk about what's ahead of us in this whole year because – 
the year I started, well and truly started oh, now. It's, it's and, like we're playing catch up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's uh, like, hang on, that was on. Oh, that was on too. <laughs> Jesus. The the next big one on the on the calendar, and we'll talk about the UAE tour and and all this. Also, but of course, there's the classic star coming, and yeah. Ep News Blood is a start, starts the, the the rolling of this classic season. Uh, I'm so excited. Like, it, it, it cannot come quick enough. It might relax because <laughs> it's it's on the 25th of Feb. I know. It's it? this month, <laughs> yeah. and that is the first. You know, it's always a gap between Het Newsblad and and obviously when the, the the big monuments start, but it it really does kick off. You know, once they leave the Middle East yep. and head back to Europe, you go Het Newsblad, Strata Bianca on the third of March or fourth of March, I should say. Paris Nice starts the day after. Torino Adriatico and then Milan San Remo on the 18th of March. Yeah, so I'm, this I, is what is I'm coming salivating. Up. I'm technically salivating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, and I it's. It's almost like it's. It, I know it hasn't been, but it, it's almost like it's been two years. It feels like for me. Mm. Last year was still. We we're coming out of the COVID. It was it wasn't, a recovery. Wasn't fully. It was a recovery year. Yeah. I feel like this year now is a full gas year, and um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going uh, to be some really good racing, and hopefully, a uh, lot of it will be on SBS as well. So that's uh, that's great a lot for, of it is. for everyone. A lot so. of it is, yeah. We uh, want everything. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're greedy. I don't care. We want it all. <laughs> we want it all. Uh, let's talk about uh, someone that we, you and I uh, both love, Esteban Chavez. Yeah, uh, he, he was formerly riding for, of course, the the Australian team, yeah. uh, the Green Age, so-called Green Age, uh, depending on on their, uh, their their version of sponsorship they had at the time. But Esteban Savage is such a lovely guy, and he's now such a lovely guy that he's national Colombian champion. Yeah, how cool but is how that? good was it? Have you seen when he arrived when he crosses yeah, the line? Yeah, brilliant! <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? And the crowds. Yeah. My goodness. Having said this, they, that's pretty much the only racing they've got uh, at that level because the Tour of Colombia has been uh, has been suspended. Ah, this year. okay. It's not happening. So that's suspended. one of Suspended? Well, it's, they're suspending in a sense. They, they haven't got the money. They or... haven't got the money to put it on. Right. It's not finished. They don't know if it's finished, but it's yeah, actually not happening this year. It was a crazy, crazy the race. Oh, the, the, it was a Tour de France crowd. Yeah. It was oh, on a mountain. It was crazy. <laughs> but, and it was so cool. He had tears on the podium. and yeah, But brilliant. how good is this for Esteban Chavez after everything that has happened to him? Uh, the operation, the back injury, the shoulders injury, the all this. He, he comes back. And kudos again to the Green Edge team because they stuck with him for all those dark years yes. to, to make sure he emerged as, still as a champion the other yeah. side and he's now a national champion so we should see the, the Colombian jersey on the shoulders of, of Chavez around some of the Grand Tours this year yeah you'd think so you'd think so and yeah no just great and Aussie fans love him too mm -hmm. he, he, and he, he's a genuinely nice guy he really is he's I've been lucky enough over the years to spend a little bit of time with at him here and there. We saw him at Letup. Yeah, we had a yeah. great dinner with him. He's just a, a really down-to-earth guy. So, yeah, couldn't have happened to a, a nicer guy. Yeah. Uh, a nice guy that is retiring as well this year, we have to mention him here, is uh, Peter Sagan. Is uh, he a nice guy? Yeah, I think I, I like him. <laughs> he I like him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big kid. Yeah, he's a big yeah. kid. And, yeah. and, and he's nice in that way. But uh, I think I'll dare to say he's going to miss... He's uh, going to be missed in a, in a peloton because he brings, even though this year or the last, past couple of years have been difficult for Peter Sagan in terms of results and performance, uh, the the pedigree speaks for himself. Three times world champion, back three to in back, a row. three in a row, back to back to back. Yeah, uh, and and I mean the, the 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 imprint that is going to leave on the on on the peloton is enormous. But think about this year though, how much more free in his head maybe he will be. So we might be see a bit of a flamboyance from Peter Sagan. Yeah, this year. I wonder. I mean, as much as he's won so much, 
I'd still I, I want to see him win a monument. Yeah, hundred percent. He's won monuments. We yeah. know that. Yeah, Barry Robert. I want to see him win another one. Yeah, uh, just to, just to round out the career. I mean, he's won the points classification seven times. I think at the tour, mm-hmm. yeah. he's won it. Green jersey. He's won it. The the Giro d'Italia. He's won the points class there. He's won twelve stages at the tour. He's won like I don't know five thousand stages of Tour of California <laughs> <laughs> over the years, which doesn't exist anymore. I mean. He really is a phenomenal athlete. Pau Roubaix, Tour of Flanders. There, there won't be too many riders for the next 50 years that will get near him, yeah, absolutely. his record. Will absolutely. Uh, and it's easy to forget when you when you see him. You know, he didn't do much last year. Mm. He, and he's not the Peter Sagan that he was five years ago. We get it. Um, and that that's life. You get older, you, you know, you, you, you lose your edge slightly. But boy, oh boy. You know, and we'll celebrate him at the end of the year as yeah, well. Yeah, I hope it's, so. I yeah. hope so. No, he, he is something special. And um, he's going to focus on, yeah, mountain bike Yeah, at the next Olympics. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and that's good to see that there is another life uh, for some riders in the mountain bike and, uh, and yeah. of course, in the cyclocross as well. Uh, yeah. And some riders have also uh, a current life, the Van der Poel and the Wood van Aert and Pitcock in, in cyclocross. And mountain bike is another one that is it's becoming cool again. It, yeah, it is, it is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's 33, um, Sagan. Yeah. So he's not... He's not old, but he's not young. I think mm-hmm. I think it's and he, and he was winning really young, so to keep that morale and motivation yeah. going for as long as he had has has been pretty good. Yeah, talking about the motivation, someone uh, that will need the motivation uh, this year because he's one win away to go above the great Eddie Merckx. We said it so many times, but finally, and then now we can say it's happened a few weeks ago, but we were not on air for the last few weeks. But Kevin Dish has got the team. And Astana. what a team, Astana. It's, uh, it's an unlikely one. Yeah, I, like I, I would have picked up this one. I mean, he's probably bounced through different teams and the, yep. that, that, that BNB hotel saga, he, he probably was caught out in, into this one as well. But at the end of the day, saga, um, Cavendish will be in a peloton this year. You have to think he will be at the Tour de France. That's the only motivation, I guess. Yeah, 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 you'd think so. He, he is downplaying, saying everyone else is talking about that one stage win. But I'm not. I want to. I just want to win. Garbage. I don't buy it. BS. Total BS. Yeah, yeah. Ultra garbage. BS. <laughs> he is totally. He is totally thinking about it. Yeah. He's trying to play it down. Um, he also said that Vino was gave him respect and. That's Vino, an interesting one. Don't you think that relationship Vino Kurov uh, with it's Kevin all rosy like, now. <laughs> the honeymoon. The honeymoon is going fantastic. I, I will be interested to see. How this goes? Yeah, Vino has said there's no pressure. This is, I think, words of Cav, um, not verbatim, but he said along the lines of, "Look, Vino said to me, I can't pay you what B and B was going to pay you, but you know, can't jump on board. Why don't you come on board? No pressure. If you don't win, we just keep on trying. Doesn't matter. Let's just let's just try and win. So it's all rosy now." But I will be really interested to see if if come May, June and Cav hasn't got a win or a big win, if he gets selected for the tour. Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. if he hasn't had a win See, I would I would have thought I would have thought that part of the contract, uh the negotiation to go to a team would be to say, No matter what, I'm going to the tour. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, you'd think so. Unless there's an injury or whatever. Yeah, but. you would think so. Um, because he's downplaying it. But though. I've heard this happen before. Mm. Riders had in their contract, you know, I was meant to go, I'm, I'm going to the tour. But, but that's, then, that's got this extra little special addition of, of the team 
may be forever being in history in the photos mm. and, and you know and we know how much of a team is uh, is is do you want him to get it do you want him to get the award no. the, the, the... Uh, personally I'll be perfectly honest absolutely not I don't think I'll do I'm, it I'm, 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 and I'll be I'll be like and shoot me if you want in uh, in words only no. imagine if he's listening uh, he's no. an avid listener to the um, SBS cycle uh, but like honestly I'll, I'll be I'll put my journalistic journalistic cap uh, aside and yeah. I'll, I'll do yeah, my, so fa- my fanboy yeah, yeah. my fanboy Uh, no, I don't want him, and I'm already spewing. You want Merckx to keep it? Well, I'm already spewing his equal. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> <laughs> he's a great champion and everything. But listen, uh, I wanted you to be a little bit honest, but not fully right. honest. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> have you got my disease? Let's not go there with that. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, but, uh, but having said this, having said this, I didn't leave that era as as an adult when Merckx did all his records. Yeah, uh, and I'll be keen to probably leave it. It'd be intru- like like we say in tennis. Uh, it'd be. A f- It's phenomenal if he does mm. it. If he does it in this era, hands down, hands down, he's, he's an yeah, amazing absolutely. athlete. We absolutely. know that. Who would have thought he would, would have won four stages two years ago? Yeah, 100%. I said 100%. no way. And, it, and it's, and it's no like way. we say in tennis, whether or not you like Djokovic, uh, he's, he's a great champion. Mm. Whether you like him or not, he's, he's an incredible champion. So, so we want your thoughts to listeners. Um, is Christoph a twerp for saying that? <laughs> uh, yes or no? Is he, is he a twerp? Is he, is he a good guy, bad guy? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Like uh, I'll take any criticizing, criticizing anyway. <laughs> These days I'm getting slammed on Twitter. Uh, Uh, for nothing, yeah, yeah, so. for nothing. Anyway, so we might as well just open the floodgates. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you want to, to mention uh, that is important? Did, yeah, well, there is one. There is an important thing. There's two things. Um, let's let's go. Let's go there now with this one. Uh, I just want to say a shout out to the Brunswick Cycling Club yes. and to yep. uh, Angus Collins's family and mm-hmm. close friends. This young kid. Um, tragically was killed, um, well, not even a week ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, most people who are listening will have heard about the circumstances. Um, we don't know the full circumstances, to be fair. No, we know they're he, horrible, though. He was, we know it's terrible. He, yeah. he was hit by a truck. Um, we don't know who was at fault or who wasn't. Mm. But at the moment, it's tragic, and it's it's really sad. And I know the Brunswick Cycling Club are a really tight-knit mm-hmm. uh, club, And they've been posting sort of all week, and they're a beautiful. We saw, we club. Saw, they do a lot for yeah the the junior programs. Yeah, Sarah Gigante yeah. Uh, was from there. Mitch yeah. Docker as well. Yeah, Plappy. Uh, yeah, Plappy. yeah, yeah. So they're they're tight knit, and look, it doesn't matter. A life has been lost on the roads, yeah. and yeah, it's it's you know, I'm, I'm almost lost for words, a bit Christoph. But you know, I told you as we come in, I said I mm. want to talk about this a little mm. bit, and this isn't about me. This is about cyclist but I almost got taken out this yeah, morning terrible. from an angry just an angry uptight car driver mm-hmm. and I had words with him and I, I kept my calm but I said you know could you have waited five seconds and I won't tell you what he said but there was expletives and whatever so but the point of all that is it's like just chill out mm. car drivers just chill out and I know most of you listening you, I'm not talking to the people who need to hear this so unfortunately um But it is tragic, and I know the Amy Gillett Foundation, and I know Bicycle Network, and there's all these lobby groups that do a fantastic job. So, you know, you don't want to. Sometimes I, I don't. I feel like this isn't our platform to drown out that no, yeah, but, that that real negative noise. But I think every now and then we we should talk about mm. it and. 
Um, There's one thing, and if I can put my two cents into this, is uh, I've had, as you know, my my share as well of yeah. uh, of words um, uh, with people on cars or motorbike yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. But uh, when you think about it, this, this is what strikes me in in this element: is most of the people I've had personally had arguments with because of road safety and so on. Yeah. I think some people forget that these people probably have been on a bike at some point. Yeah. Their daughters, their, their sons, their parents have been on, because bikes are part of life for everybody. So yeah. you might be behind the wheel and be an angry driver that day, but at some point you were on a bike. Just yep. chill out. You, yeah. know, you, were, you could have been a victim at some yeah. point as well. So do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's, and it's not all... You know, and I don't, I don't like this stereotyping on both sides. No, exactly. I was ah, cyclists are, exactly. you know, use up all the road. Not all cyclists do. Yeah. Yes, some cyclists um, actually don't act, act mm. inappropriately on the roads. And not all car drivers are bad. It's actually a minority, I think. Mm. Um, but, gee, you know, when, it, when a life is at stake, yeah. a, a cyclist hits a car, the car gets a little dent. A car hits a cyclist. Probably, at the very least, you're going to have a couple of broken bones. Yeah. Secondly, hospitalisation, and sadly, in Angus Collins's case, and usually death. we're talking a gain of a second or two. Yeah. Not, not even yeah. that. You know. Yeah. So this is the this is this is alarming. This is it alarming is. Yeah. Part. So again, just to, I just want to give a big shout yeah. out to all the people that are yeah. suffering from that loss of Angus Collins. Absolutely. Uh, anything else, Michael? Uh, I know it's hard to go off that into something um, positive, but... Um, the best is to go clean. Boom, let's we, go. We have talked about the cyclocross. No, we haven't, but we can talk about it. Crazy let's crowds. Let's talk about it. Crazy crowds in the Netherlands. Wow. Uh, border with uh, with Belgium. This is where it was located. This is crazy. 50,000 people turn up for cyclocross. How mad is that? 50,000 people, by the way. It's the uh, Marvel Stadium. That's the size of it. And freezing cold. And freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> like it's cold. It's On winter. a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. Cyclocross has had this resurgence. Yeah, totally. It's always been pretty popular over there. Yeah. In, and I say over there do, in Europe. Do you think it's due to the big personalities that are now a lot more marketable? And the one the Van Apoel and Van Aert have totally. Yeah, let's talk about P- uh, Pitcock as well. I think Pitcock as well is bringing yeah. a certain British touch to it as well, a British yeah. crowd. Yeah. And we know how important British cycling and the fans there are, are big as well. But uh, how far can this go, Cyclocross? It's such a cool event. Well,. This is interesting. You know, this is an interesting segue too, actually, off the back of what we were just talking mm. about, road safety. Cyclocross now, I think, and gravel racing yeah. has the potential to grow bigger for the average punter to get excited about it because it's safer. Mm-hmm. You're not racing on roads. Yeah. yeah, we know most high-level road races are closed off to traffic. But when you talk about countries like Australia, that's not always the case. Mm. Gravel races are quieter, or gravel riding, yeah. or cyclocross riding is effectively there's no cars. Yeah. So it's got this opportunity, I think, that 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 sport, cyclocross gravel, let's call it, sort of one at the moment, mm. and it's it's happening in the states in a big way. Yeah. The gravel side is happening, really big. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's going to grow in the next five years. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a real big growth pattern yeah. in in. 
gravel and soccer yeah. cross. And of course, the world champion is Mathieu Van der Poel. Uh, he, he could again. not, yeah, again, uh, he couldn't be Olympic champion. He's made a big mistake in the Olympics, remember? But now yeah. he's, he's, the, he's the world champion again. Uh, those two, Wout van Aert and, uh, and Mathieu Van der Poel, uh, I think we are doomed to see pictures every year of them as a kid and them sitting around yeah, the table. Yeah, again. Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen that a few times. <laughs> yeah. When they're 12 year olds, yeah, yeah just out but, of diapers. Alternating the medals. But, uh, it's phenomenal. Like that rivalry is being going on and we'll go on until the end. I want honest. them I want them both and I know this will probably never happen but probably and more so Van Art, but gee even Vanderpoel, you know, skip the cyclocross season one year, skip maybe ride one or two classics and focus on a grand tour. Mm-hmm. I'd just love to see what they could do. Yeah, the rules there's no rules. Yeah. They, they no. changed the rules. Mm-hmm. They they came into pro cycling and tore up the rule book. So I'd love them to go next level yeah. now and, and, and see what they could do. I mean, and I'm not talking maybe be a three-week rider, mm-hmm. but Van Hart could he be? Oh, I mean, 100%. the way he led Vinger go up the climbs last year. Yeah. Ventoux, you know, the Ventoux, like when he won on Ventoux six twice. Six or seven riders yeah. left, yeah. and you've got Van Hart doing the damage. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you had Vanda, remember when he was uh, he got dropped waiting and then got the hammer down uh, yeah. <laughs> again? Yeah, yeah, yeah dropped the pog. Yeah, dropped the pog. Yeah. So, uh, um, talking about cyclocross, have you ever been tempted by cyclocross yourself? I, no, I went and watched my good mate Al Yaquani, mm-hmm. uh, who, who raced sort of, you know, when it sort of started in Australia. Actually, but no, no, not really. Um, but just on my good friend, this is this is quite funny. He was very smart. So Al won a national road title. Ah, oh, gee, my, 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 I could be wrong here. 1994, I believe, national road title. Ah, oh, sorry. Yes, national road title. He then won the first Australian cyclocross title, which was about six or seven years ago, okay. 20 years apart. Whoa. So tell me anywhere in the world, <laughs> anywhere in the world, we'd have, to, we'd have to go and look at the history books. Mm-hmm. Has there been a national champion from a road race and another discipline Yes, Primarily cyclocross, let's call it, 20 years apart. Yeah. Al Yaquani has yeah. it. He might have that record, I think. I might yeah. ring up the Guinness Book. Yeah, yeah, do it. So do let's it. put him in there. They'll go, what's cyclocross? Oh, don't worry about it, mate. Just yeah, put him in there. <laughs> uh, anything else, Michael? Oh, I think we've covered off just about everything. Yes, I think we have. As we said, big, big season mm-hmm. is about to happen yeah absolutely and of course you can uh, hit us on uh, social media uh, mainly Twitter and of course Instagram as well where you look for SBS Sport uh, on it uh, this, is, uh, this is also uh, as much as your podcast and it is ours as well so don't uh, don't be afraid to open up the chats with us we are we, we're mainly friendly yep. yeah we're mainly friendly please do <laughs> I've, I've, I've got the survey up Christoph Twerp, yes yeah. or no? <laughs> and if you've just tuned in, you're going to have to go back to the start yeah. and listen. Absolutely. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling uh, podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.